ready to start this thing. I'm actually recording now. And okay. hopefully it won't it's not gonna mess up on it. So I'm I'm telling you, for anybody tuning in, y'all are missing pure gold when we don't hit the record button properly. Yeah. Well, I hit the record button and then it stopped recording. Uh, I don't know, a technical malfunction. But anyway, welcome back to the Is For podcast where this week R is for Resident Evil. That that's my impression of the guy at the very beginning of the first Resident Evil. It has been a long time since I've played. I tell it so. Actually, I, I was going to mention this earlier. The very beginning of Resident Evil. Part of the reason it scared me so much when it first came out is it actually had live actors. There was actually like a brief little movie at the beginning of Resident there, Evil. There was. I, I do remember that. I, the it was like a little cutscene. Yeah, right before the big scary voice says Resident Evil, this shows this guy like walking down a hallway and like a POV thing attack him and blood spray everywhere. And then Darth Vader's cousin comes in with the Resident Evil line. But then once you start the game up, then there's like a cinematic with actual actors and actresses playing the characters. So uh, that actually, I think, is the only other game of the time period, real actors outside of that little system. that It, it was more of like a choose your wing commander. Yeah. That, 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 whole Mark si- that whole system was more of like a choose-your-adventure system. Yeah, yeah. Um, before that was, uh, I believe, Mortal Kombat actually had real people. The digitized people, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was another one called Pit Fighter that I might be the only person who ever played, but very similar to I remember graphics. Pitfall. That was not digital people <laughs> no, it wasn't. by any means. It was a digitalized man of five pixels. So, and I got to tell you, so Resident Evil, the original, came out in 1996 for the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn, for those of you that don't know, was an outdated piece of material or piece of digital uh, medium that failed <laughs> in a major failed miserably and spectacular way. It was supposed to be Sega's competition with the disc uh, right, that was entering right. the scene, which disc has taken over, except for Nintendo's right. hold on to that cartridge and they've got good reason. Right. And and like we were talking about in the the phenomenal episode that you'll never hear because the record button quit working we were discussing nintendo versus sega a little bit and i grew up as a sega kid i liked sega genesis more than super nintendo so when the next big thing started i leaned towards sega so i got a sega saturn i was one of 14 people in america who owned one and resident evil is one of the first games i played on it so we did uh we were a nintendo family we original gray box and then my friend got uh playstation which uh blew my mind right i remember taking uh playstation grandparents house and my grandfather who i didn't understand this at the time would stand there he just couldn't wrap his head around well i mean even even in my 11 year old brain when i first saw it you know growing up playing mario and then say uh Sonic the Hedgehog, and then Virtual Fighter, Virtual Cop, and then Resident Evil. Like, oh my god! Which, like it was. Which Resident Evil took things to a different level, a different place, because it, you were really pushing the graphics forward in a way that they really hadn't been done before, and they used pre-rendered environments, and so the environments looked phenomenal, which used minimal storage space as far as powering. So it really helped to kind of throw you into that world. Now the characters, the people in the game looked like garbage compared to they. But like I went back and very they have that very distinct PlayStation One jaggedness that all the characters did. There was no finger control. It looked like they were wearing uh, mittens the whole time. Yes, yes. Um, But it's like you know at the time that was awesome and amazing. You'd never see anything like it. Go back and you now, of course, it looked crap. Right. 
but it has since been remade uh, a couple of times. And the the most recent version, I, I actually have it on my PlayStation 4, is, I mean, it's downright terrifying. I mean, most people, I think, are more familiar with the most recent remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3, and then also the first-person angle they've gone into now with 7 and 8. But the remake of the first one, that's actually the reason I bought a GameCube back in 2002 was because they were remaking Resident Evil and I wanted it so bad that I got that system. Okay, see, I didn't know that they had remade it for... I remember playing it on the GameCube as the first iteration of it. I don't actually remember for the game. So, let's go back to the beginning here. So, Resident Evil, like I said, came out in March of 1996. But, It's actually, its origins start way, 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 way sooner than that. Back in Japan, uh, there was a game created uh, back in December of 1989 called Sweet Home. So Sweet Home was a Japanese horror film from, uh, oh, I can't remember the year the, the movie came out. But this game was a licensed video game for that movie. And it was created by a guy named Takira Fujiwara. Which um, the, uh, the Japanese, I think, have always done a good job of doing horror a little bit better than American audiences have. Yeah. So it would make sense that and would kind of corner the market on a horror game. And the way this game is set up is there's five filmmakers walking through uh, this giant old haunted mansion trying to find like solving puzzles and trying to unlock doors, which is 80% of the original Resident Evil game. And the difference though here is this was for the Famicom, which is the Japanese version of the original Nintendo. Right. Um, But didn't the Famicom have a slot for different cartridges? uh, They did later on have like a floppy disk uh, attachment, I think. Well, I I Um, thought the Famicom had a place for Nintendo cards, Super Nintendo. Just like Nintendo and Super Nintendo, there was Famicom and Super Famicom. Yeah, I do know the Super Famicom. Yeah, so, uh, but this game almost Mm. looked like if you ever played the original old school Final Fantasies or Fantasy Star, like RPGs. I was never a fan of any of the Final Fantasies, but I do know what you're talking about. I played them just to experience it, and that's where I learned I didn't like. So this is basically a survival horror game that looks like Final Fantasy. Like it's over the top, top down perspective. Your your sprites are really small and you're uh, exploring this haunted mansion. So that came out in 89. So as the system hardwares were getting better, work started for in, in 1993 on this game that was just called Horror Game. And it Working was going... Title. Yeah. And it was going to be a remake of Sweet Home for the Super Nintendo. And this was, it was being worked on by uh, Fujiwara, but um, it was going to be directed by a guy named Shinji Mikami. Now his name, his name becomes important later. Shinji Mikami. Yeah. Now Mikami had worked on uh, some other games. The big one of note is Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. Did you ever play that? Oh, I played the hell out of some Aladdin. One of the best licensed video games ever made. I, I thought Aladdin was great. Uh, I mean, Aladdin was a phenomenal game. Um, I was also a big fan of Lion King. Super hard. Oh, yeah. Way harder than a kid game should be. Oh, yeah. And I played a lot. I played Lion King way more on the, oh, what was it called? The Game Gear. The Sega Game Gear. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I never played that one. Oh, I, I, I played that and Terminator all the time on the Game Gear. Oh, wow. So the original idea behind this remake new horror game, whatever, 
was going to be a first-person shooter. Um, it was going to be kind of in the vein of like a Doom style. Yeah. Kind of scary, but first-person, a little more action-y. Until Shinji Mikami played a little game called Alone in the Dark. Alone you ever heard dark. of that one? Yes, I have. Um, so that, I'm, I'm having no trouble placing it as to what it was exactly, but I do remember what Alone So Alone in the Dark came out in 1992, and it was a PC game that was... Very, very creepy. Again, for the time. Obviously, you go back now and it looks like dog shit. But at the time, it was nobody had seen anything like that. Well, at the time, Poltergeist had good effects, but then later you realize it's just a skeleton model with meat on its face. Right, right. So, (laughs) So he saw Alone in the Dark, and Alone in the Dark is fixed cameras, pre rendered backgrounds. Slow moving, a lot of atmosphere. And he was like, that's the direction we need to go in. So instead of going with the idea of Sweet Home, they changed the story a little bit and they wanted to call the game Biohazard. Biohazard is not something they could use in America. Do you know the main reason why? Was it the band? It's the band. <laughs> is that band still around? I think they are actually. Yeah, I had a, one of their albums. I, when I was younger and I got it, I was like, this is awesome. I listened to it about three years ago. It is awful. <laughs> I listen to a lot of bad music unironically, and I'm not a Biohazard fan. No, Biohazard was dog shit. I mean, they were really trying to uh, push the punk rap stuff. And yeah, it just, it it's was, not. It was not something that should have ever. So basically what they did was they said, all right, we need a title for this scary game. And they had a uh, over at Capcom, which, by the way, Capcom is the uh, company that this was released under. They had a naming contest throughout the the company, and Resident Evil was the one that ended up getting chosen. Oh, I like the title. I think it's a good a good title. I mean, it's obviously a title that just ended up becoming a thing, and I think uh, it lends itself well to uh, movies and games. Yeah. So, yeah. which can we can we first acknowledge? Like, can we take a minute to acknowledge? Not first. Those movies are nothing to do with the games at all. So not to get like way, way ahead of ourselves here, right. but it's kind of funny. Resident, when when the popularity of the Resident Evil game started to take off, they had many different iterations of scripts to do a Resident Evil film. Naturally. And so they said, who knows zombies the best? George A. Ramiro. Right. So they gave the property over to Ramiro and he wrote a, uh, a treatment for it and a script. They got it back and said, this shit is way too scary. We cannot <laughs> do this. They were like, we want a movie that teenagers will go to and like laugh and have a good time. This is a horror movie. And he was like, yeah, I thought that's what you wanted. And they're like, no, this is way too hardcore. So instead, we got the Mila Jovovich action movie, which I own the whole series. I've only seen the first three so far. They're not good, but they're fun. They have nothing to do yeah, with the games, they're, but they're fun. They're not terrible, but I think they're fine movies on their own if you're not trying to make them into Resident Evil movies. I think they're just misnamed. Right. I agree. I, 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 I agree. They, and you try, to, you try to push the Resident Evil lore on them and whatnot. And in the first Resident Evil game, the zombies really don't come at you unless you agitate them. And so, like, the original Resident Evil video game is like, when people think about that game, they think about the mansion. You spend, I don't know, 70 to 80% in that mansion. There's some other locations that you end up getting to later in the game, but the mansion, and And that's why it's, it's, it's the grounds. 
if I remember correctly. Sure. It's not yeah. even off the grounds of the mansion. So the entire game has to do within, let's say, yeah. a two a two acres square. You're basically you you explore the entire mansion to get under the mansion to get to this underground yeah. laboratory. So it's like 80% in the mansion, 20% in the lab. The Resident Evil film, the other way around. The first couple minutes are in the mansion, and then it goes straight into the, the lab, yeah. and it turns into a sci-fi movie, basically. Yeah. Now, the original Resident Evil game, the story is, is very simple. Basically, there was some news articles about some people were being murdered. They said about a group of about 10 people were killing other people and it looked like the remains had been eaten. So they send this special force in there to investigate it and they go missing. Leon and so, Mia Jovovich. Yes, yes. Mila Jovovich flies in on a bomb holding a sword in one hand and a rocket launcher in the other. No. Um, so as they get there to investigate, uh, they find all these corpses and stuff, and these zombie dogs attack them. And so the the Stars Bravo team is is who these people are. They run for shelter, and they get to this giant mansion, and they run in, and basically that's where the game starts. Right, and you know the uh, the cinematic uh, with real actors leads up to the beginning of the game. It just basically is explaining why you're in why you're yes. in the setting, which I and think. Would- which I think that those those dogs, you know, they're the one thing that keep you in the mansion. Anytime you go try to go out the door, the dogs close the door. Yeah. So this this feeling of being trapped in this space and you literally can't get out of it except to go through it, to me, is yeah. one of the two things that makes the game scary. The other one is you don't know which zombies are going to start coming for you, you know, and you don't know if you're going to agitate one. But then also there's the the third thing that creates the fear to me in that game is that you have a very limited amount of ammo that you can have on you at any time. Right. right. And you don't know if you have enough shots to take down a zombie. And chances are you don't because it takes, I believe I watched a video where they counted 13 bullets to take down a zombie. I think it was like nine shots to like take it down. And then like it gets right back up and then you have to finish it off with the remaining 13. And then you have to go through a bunch of doors to get a gas, mm-hmm. to get a gas can, or uh, to get gas, fill up a canister, and then take it back and burn the zombie. Because if you don't, the zombie comes back as a bigger, stronger okay. zombie. Okay. Sorry. I like your enthusiasm, <laughs> but you're 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 talking about the remake, not the original. Ah, see, I don't know the original. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so in the original, there the zombies. Once you kill them, they still very well could take twelve or thirteen shots. It's um. I don't know that it's completely RNG, but I know that there's not like a set number. Like it's never like, oh, I shot it four times. It's dead. But in the original, one of the scariest things about the original is now we talked about the door thing um, a little bit earlier. Every time you go from one section to another, this screen goes black and all you see is a door. And after a couple seconds, the door swings open and you go into it. Now, it is a very long process to go through a door. Yes. But that was due to the hardware limitations at the time. That was a way for them to mask loading because each room was basically its own work of art because they yeah. had these big pre-rendered backgrounds and these fixed camera angles. It was very cinematic. Which that um, was, sorry, that's something else that made the game terrifying was the camera angles. <laughs> the camera <laughs> angles of that game were yeah. god awful. Well, yes, but on purpose, because you would walk into a room, 
a lot of rooms you walk in, you it took a couple seconds just to figure out where the hell you were because you could see this big open room and you might be in the far left corner and be like, where the hell am I? You know, but a lot of times you would walk into a room and you would hear the moaning of a zombie or the footsteps coming towards you. And because the camera angle limits you in what you can see, you don't know where the hell it is. Right. And so you're left standing there hearing the sounds and the footsteps. And you're like, do I go left? Do I go right? Do I risk sitting here for another 45 seconds by opening the door again? You know, you, you kind of left in that, like, because of the fixed camera angles and the perspectives, there's a, I think that really adds to the tension the game portrays. Which, it, okay, so one of the things that frustrates me about games is camera angles. And when a game has camera angles that do that does what Resident Evil did, it frustrates the hell out of me. So you figure out where you are in a room, and then you figure out like the perspective of it, and you start moving the joystick in that direction, or like in the direction to walk forward, and then the camera angle changes, and then suddenly your character starts walking the wrong way because the camera angle changes. And then you walk back to the little area that the little <laughs> line of which the camera angle changes. And then you're just right. fighting a camera angle to get through a room and the whole time you're hearing a zombie and you wonder if it's going to come and eat you. But then you realize that it's just the sound of the room and <laughs> there's nothing there to kill you except for there's, you're killing time trying to figure out how to get through a damn room. There are times where the camera angles and it, they're called tank controls because your character moves like it's a sack of bricks. That... Thank you. That... Sometimes this works to the advantage of the game. Other times it is a pain in the ass and is very frustrating. But like, I'll give you an example. Early on in the game, when you first walk into the main big open hallway, there's like, you know, a couple doors on your right, a couple doors on your left. When you're ready, you go down this one door on your right and it leads to this big open hallway. As you walk down the hallway, there's some windows to your side. Well, the camera is kind of placed in the upper corner of the hallway and you watch yourself walk. As soon as you get past that window, the camera flips and it's on the other wall. And as you get near the end of the hall, a zombie dog busts through that window. Yeah. Dude, I'm 35 years old. That shit's still scary. I don't care. Uh, That's very much so a jump scare. I I get that. I, I get it. It's, and it's similar to in the moment of PT when you turn the corner and you see the oh, thing in the hallway. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it, my dreams. And and they and there's I think those two moments really kind of feed on the same thing where it's an inescapable thing, right? That has suddenly come to kill you. <laughs> and that and that's the thing about Resident Evil, uh, especially the first one. We we talked about this briefly as far as having limited ammo. The idea, even though you are like a a special force agent in the game, it does not benefit you to try to kill all the monsters. That is not, that's not a good idea. If that's your strategy, you are not going to last long. You have to sort of pick and choose, okay, this is a tight space. I have to get to the end of this hallway. I'm going to fight these monsters. You go into another room where it's like, okay, I need something on that shelf, but this is a big open area. I'm going to run past this monster to get that and get out of here. And hopefully you um, can grab it quick enough. Right. And you've Before got to inventory. You. Okay, so the inventory thing. Now, this is kind of funny. I don't know how true this is exactly, but at the beginning of the game, you can choose from two different characters. Jill Valentine 
or Chris Redfield. Both of these are characters that are reoccurring characters throughout the series. Now, first time I think I ever played it, I think I picked the dude because I wanted to pick the dude. He has six inventory slots. Six. And it's maddening. Six. The whole game is you trying to find keys and emblems and, and this herb and that herb and ammo. You have to carry stuff. It's the only way to survive. There are save rooms with boxes that you can put your stuff in and access it from other parts of the mansion, whatever. But nothing is more infuriating than being completely full and then finding an item you have to have and having to figure out a way to drop off some of your stuff. Right, but then you have to go and you have to remember where that thing is that you found that you have to have. And then right. you have to remember where one of the boxes is that you can drop your stuff. And then you have to go through 42 doors. And, and this is why I was never very good at the original Resident Evil games. Because I had such a hard time keeping straight in my mind, okay, this is where I found the key. The door it opens is over here. But I have to go to the save room to drop off these things first. Like, I couldn't keep it all straight. Well, because an 11-year-old doesn't want to keep track of all those things. An 11-year-old wants to play a game that's got action and whatnot, which is what Resident Evil later became. But Right, right. You know, and, and those were good games. I still really enjoyed those, but it got away from the, the horror element, the scary element of what Resident Evil was. It came back in a big way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so what I was going to say about Chris and Jill, though, was Chris only had six, but supposedly could take a little more hits, like a couple more yeah. uh, like body points. Jill had eight slots. But she was and very squishy. Realized, supposedly, but I mean, the whole idea is don't get bit. Right. So I mean, like, you know, so if, so if don't you're get bit. The, yeah, just, just play as Jill. Just do yourself a favor. Yeah. Play as Jill. You still won't have enough inventory slots, yeah. but it it's at least a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, um, eight is not much better than six, but you know, in a game like this, it is. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, whenever a game limits my inventory, that's immediately the first thing I don't like. But it's got to have other redeeming qualities, and Resident Evil did. Now, going back to, I never played the original. I didn't realize that what they came out with was the remake. So in 2002, and this was something that was um, a little bit controversial at the time, and, and you can look this up on YouTube and stuff. There's all kinds of like videos about it and stuff, but the, they did something called the Big Five. Capcom went into an exclusivity deal with GameCube and said they would release five exclusive titles for the GameCube. And one of those exclusive titles was Resident Evil 4. So never played four. Four is one of the greatest video games ever made. Horror, action, whatever genre, it revolutionized third-person shooters. It revolutionized video games, really. Now, okay, wait. But, was four? I did play a Resident Evil very briefly on Wii. The Nintendo Wii was that the one that was like kind of a village? And okay, so yeah, I did play that one a little bit. To be confused with Resident Evil 8, The Village. Right. That's that's a whole other thing. Um, but so one of the things they did, I think, to and and I uh, don't think I have it written down here, um, was they 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 did the remake of Resident Evil first and put it out on the GameCube, along with a, a prequel called Resident Evil Zero, which also I do remember is, that I never played it, but I do remember when that came out. 
So the Resident Evil remake was the reason I bought a GameCube. It kept the pre-rendered backgrounds. It well, let me rephrase that. It kept the fixed camera angles, but now everything was 3D models. And it looked like a scary movie. Like it was gone were the weird jagged shoulders of all your characters. Uh, you still had a little bit of the jankiness, but that was on purpose to kind of keep the, the nostalgia there. Well, I um, think that that's a quality of Capcom as a whole. It's characters and true. cars move janky. True. Like, that's true. just something I've learned from Capcom. Even right. even the most modern Capcom games like Dead Rising and whatnot, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. you know, the cars drive like they're steering from the backside. And yeah, so. Anyway. Yeah, and, and a lot of the stuff that you were bringing up is straight out of the remake in the remake it's not enough to just kill a zombie and it's really scary the first time this happens in the first resident evil you would kill a zombie the corpse would fall on the ground and if a pool of blood came out from under it he was done if not you knew he could get back up so that was a good time to shoot him in the head couple more times and so he wouldn't get up and the remake you could do that the pool of blood would appear you'd leave the room go do something come back it would be gone. And what they would do is they would come back as like these pissed off, fired up, even angrier zombies that were even harder to kill. And they would actually, they could run. They didn't just shamble. The only way you could get rid of them is by burning them. So you have your extremely limited inventory. And now they want you to carry around a lighter and gasoline. So two more items that you almost always have to have. So like, you, so I, I you mean, pick Jill to get two more inventory slots, uh, and suddenly those are gone because you have to have two things on you at all times. Now, I think people around this time is when people are starting to go, okay, this doesn't add to anything. This is just frustrating. So Resident Evil Zero is the first time they really started to tinker with this. What you could do in that game, and in that game, you're alternating between two playable characters. You can give each other items from yeah. your inventories, but also you can just drop stuff. Yeah. You don't have to go to a save spot with a with a crate and put stuff in it. You can just drop it on the floor. Now, um, in that, does it stay where you dropped it? Because I have dropped yes. stuff in games before and come back to grab it and it's not there. No, it stays there. It stays okay. there. But I think Resident Evil 4 is when they really started to perfect the inventory system because in Resident Evil 4, you have like a cachet. It, it kind of implies that you're carrying a briefcase or something. And Even though no briefcase can be. No, no. But you can buy bigger as you go along. Now, what's also interesting, kind of a little give and take here, is a shotgun is going to take up more space than a green herb. So you have to be able to, there's a little bit of, yeah, there's a little bit of Tetris involved. You have to make sure, you know, okay, if I put my shotgun across these slots, I can put these things in these slots or right. however you want to do it. But yeah, the inventory thing sucks. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. That inventory thing made the game scarier. Okay. And and for some people it did. Some people it, that the idea of, oh my God, I've got these, you know, I've got these keys and I got all this stuff and I need to have it, but now I can't pick up this extra cartridge of ammo. And and I, I get how that can be, 
you know, scary. Right. Especially um, if you find that the keys to the door is going to be behind something that you have to kill, but you don't have yeah. enough inventory space pick up the ammunition you need and can we please talk about why is it pick up ammunition and you have a weapon on you and they take up two different slots why can't you just load your gun and it takes up the one slot but no it's got to take up two yeah stupid now when people think of resident evil a couple other things that come to mind are obviously the zombies everybody remembers the the shambling zombies and hearing the coming from you know somewhere in a dark room right but resident evil had a lot of other really cool monsters the zombie dogs obviously were were a big part of that but there were also these things called hunters that were these like big reptile looking things that walked on two legs and the first time they are introduced in the game is horrifying because you walk through this hallway nothing happens you go through a door and you're on to the next part it goes to a cut screen that's first person of something bouncing around the hallway you were just in and then this green reptile claw thing opens the door handle that you just opened to get into the next room and you're like nope i'm out this is bullshit like no too much. No, it, uh, I don't so, remember. I don't remember that. I remember the uh, the character, the creature, and it's hard to be somebody that grew up in a time of video games coming to their own life and not be familiar with Resident. Evil. Sure, sure. And then also, so, I think the hunters were in the. I think I've seen all the first two of them. Okay, what twelve now? Of uh, five live action films and three animated films. And I believe they're doing a reboot that is supposed to be a little more faithful to the game in 2022, maybe? I think um, that they, they should really cross over with Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, my God. Resident Fury? Well, that would so, be a crossover with Brad Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we're sitting here talking about this, multiple films, multiple sequels, multiple spinoffs, and all this stuff. Well... When they first made the game, Fujiwara and um, Shinji Mikami were both like, eh, maybe we'll sell a few copies. Maybe some people will like this. Fujiwara, actually, his prediction was 200,000 copies. And Mikami said... Which would be which would be a good uh, sell for um, an indie game. For a, for a brand new IP, essentially a whole new genre of game. Yeah, because, I mean, I know? know there were probably horror games beforehand, but not like... This was like a whole new level of horror. It was. It was. And Mikami thought it would be even less than that. The game went on to sell nearly 5 million copies. And almost... Surprise, surprise unanimous positive reviews across the board game informer all playstation magazine all of those were given it nine out of tens eight out of tens four and a half stars out of five i mean this game was just you know that's, I mean, and then that's, that's a lot of copies to sell in general yeah i mean that's 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 a, that's a hell of a lot i i don't think i think spider-man one which was a fantastic game it was right in my opinion, one of the best games I've ever played. Just, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's all like half of that. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So moving forward, I don't Resident understand Evil why you, whoever is still listening at this point. <laughs> I don't know why you're still, but I appreciate it. So. <laughs> uh, so as the the series progressed, Resident Evil Two, same thing, got extremely high marks. Resident Evil Three Nemesis was well received, not quite as dominant as the first two. Well, were. I feel like um, I feel like. Like it had kind of reached this peak with maybe two. It was like 
one hit like a tidal wave, two was like Aftershock, and then three was kind of like, oh, this is still here. So three was supposed to be a spinoff, and they were going to do something a little bit different. And then the higher-ups basically said, no, you never walk away from a heater. Let's keep it going. And so they kind of tweaked a few things, and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, it, it wasn't really supposed to be part three. They just made it fit to be part three. So Leon is four, and Leon is... So three people are starting to get a little bit fatigued and that's when the spinoff started coming out. Now, is that when they introduced the whole raccoon city raccoon city was from, from day one. That okay. was in the very first one. Yeah. Uh, the mansion is in raccoon city. Okay. And then the Resident Evil Corporation. 2, that was under, that was in the underground lab under okay. the mansion. It's been a long so time. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that was introduced in the very first game. And then as the games progress, they, you know, they get more absurd and, and ridiculous. But four is when they take it away from Raccoon City and it's, you don't even, it doesn't even feel like Resident Evil at first because it's now this over the camera angle, gone are the pre-rendered backgrounds, gone are the fixed camera angles, and it's a lot more action based, but it's still very scary. And so... It's it's funny how they do this. So one, two, and three in Code Veronica, you know, whatever the remakes, they were really popular, and then they changed the game with four, and then four, five, and six come out, and they're all over the shoulder. They're all very similar, a little more actiony than yeah. horror. Which I know you and I talked about this a little beforehand, but I did not play five. I played six, and I played all mm -hmm. three of the storylines they have in six, and I thought yeah, that right. it was fantastic from the standpoint of just a writing. That yeah. it's like the three three storylines. You could play one and be done with it, but if you right. but you don't get the full you know full grasp of the story unless you play all of them. And I thought it was a great game. I thought it yeah. was scary because there were there were plenty of very tense moments. And and I so I played the original trilogy a lot, especially the first game and the remake. I have yet to play the remake of two and three. I played four. I beat four. I loved that one. And then five and six, I never really got into. And then Resident Evil 7 showed up. And this game, okay, I would say PT is the scariest thing I've ever played. But as far as a fully fleshed out game, like from a start to finish full game, Resident Evil 7 is the scariest game I ever played. Never played it. All I ever played was demo. From what I understand is not actually the game it's uh a really on its own level basically like it's in the house but it's not something that you actually play you can play the demo and then play the game and be like what happened to that so well so during the game you come across these vhs tapes and when you put those in a tv you play a like a little side thing almost and that demo was one of those side things okay so you but can you actually don't, but it, yeah, and it's not exactly the same either. There, so you can actually move through the game without ever actually playing that. I think so. I think so. Uh, the only thing is, though, and it's been a minute since I played it, I feel like there were probably, you know, they were probably, like, trying to, um, like, give you hints and stuff on those. Yeah. Um, but Resident Evil was tank controls, fixed cameras, pre-rendered backgrounds. Right. And then four hits, and it's over the shoulder, third person, a little more action. It becomes much more action oriented, and it becomes. I feel like it became more of a uh, like every other game, but it, at the same right. time, it still pushed. It. Right, and then seven showed up, and they did it again. They reinvented the wheel again, and seven goes first person, photorealistic graphics, 
and it is just so submersive. And my dumbass tried to play it in VR. Wouldn't recommend it. I was. I think dumbass is an accurate description. I, dude, I thought I could handle it. I had to take it off, not because it was quote unquote too scary, but I physically couldn't deal with it. Like my muscles were so tense. I was giving myself a headache and I was just like, I can't do this. I, my whole body hurts. I'm so on edge. So I was Which like, it's almost oh, a, it's almost a cruel prank that they even released that in VR. Yeah. Um, and so at the time of recording this, Resident Evil 8 just came out. Uh Resident Evil 8. Uh, oh, it's actually village. out now. Yeah, it came out uh earlier this week, I okay. think, or or last week. A lot of my friends have been playing it. A lot of the the Let's Players I like to follow are playing it. I've avoided all that. I will play it eventually. I just do not have the time right now. I have not been able to sit down with it. But just like Seven, first person, it follows the the main protagonist from Seven. It looks incredible. I mean, so I wonder if it would make sense for you to, because uh, I feel like you could play all of them on their own, and it's a pretty self-contained storyline. But I wonder if it off of the storyline. Yeah, because one, two, and three are all kind of connected, and then. Four draws some stuff from those, but it, it it gets different. And then, like I said, there's another dozen or so spinoffs and yeah. non-canon, whatever, with other characters and stuff. But Seven, almost just like Four, did not feel like it was part of the Resident Evil world until... The end. Yeah, a couple little things that you start to pick up on as you get through the game. If you didn't know anything about the previous games you would have been fine. Like it, it wouldn't have been like, you know, Oh no, I'm missing out on something, but knowing but yeah, the I, other games, it really helped. Yeah. And you know, we, we spoil other things. I won't spoil the end of resident evil seven. Cause it is still, you know, fairly new game, but the very end of that game really ties it back into some of the earlier resident evil games. And if you don't know the connection, it's sort of like, okay, whatever. But if you do, it's like, Holy shit, that's really cool. You know, either way, it's a phenomenal game. It it needs to be played. It I is will probably terrifying. never play it because my own experience with it was playing in the dark. Me too. Me too. Even after I, I gave up on VR, I still played it at 10 o'clock at night with my headphones on. And it's, woo, yeah, it's, it's an experience. Resident Evil 8 looks really interesting. They seem to be kind of getting away from the zombie thing a little bit and getting a little more into like Lovecraftian kind of monsters and stuff. Cool. So I'm, I can, I can get behind. That. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes. So needless to say the resident evil train is still chugging along. That there does not seem is, to be that franchise dying. Anymore. No. All right. Not at all. So if somebody what does not know anything about the truth, but likes the idea oh. or likes video games, which one would you say here? Oh my God, that is so hard to say. It depends on what they're in, into. As far as a the core, like the origins of Resident Evil, what made it so popular to begin in the first place, I would say the Resident Evil remake, the, the original Resident Evil remake. From a sheer gameplay, excitement, like changing gaming kind of vibe, Resident Evil 4, because like I said, Resident Evil 4 predates Last of Us, predates Gears of War, predates all of those games. Those games would not be what they are without Resident Evil 4. But as far as my favorite, the best experience I've had so far, Resident Evil 7. That was the one <laughs> that I, I played from start to finish, loved every second of it, scared the just 
piss out of me, but I kept going. I kept getting through it. So, so if, you're, remake, if you're one for Res- a change of pants, seven. I would I would say there's probably altogether like 25 Resident Evil games now, something like that. Maybe, maybe not quite that many. I would say, and apparently the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes are incredible too. And I just, I just haven't played those yet. So, but I would say Resident Evil remake, uh, which is available on PlayStation 4. I'm sure the Xbox, you know, Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 7, for sure. See, I, I'm actually really partial to 6. Yes, it's more action-based, but I think that, you know, if you're going to play through all three storylines, I think it does a really good job of getting kind of an overview of Rilla City and whatnot, what the hell's going on. But then it also gives you enough of other flavors of gameplay to not leave bored. So now, without playing the first one in many a moon, mm-hmm. and then and I did play the one on GameCube, so it wasn't actually the original. And then never playing uh, four, five. So I yeah. I really have no reference for those. But anyway, so go play six. Go play seven. I'm going to eventually get around to playing seven at some point. Um, yeah, probably when. And I have experienced things far more fearful, and <laughs> I no longer experienced that on the level that I did. And I can well, move my you, computer outside on a sunny day. <laughs> well, if you wanna, if you wanna take a stab at in VR, man, just come on over. You can put the headset on. You can give it a no, shot. I, uh... I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Oh, all right, everybody. Brutal. For the letter R, this has been Resident Evil. Do you want to give it another go at the the voice? Resident Evil. All right, Bonesaw. Not, not to be confused with, you are almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the voice acting. So, everybody, this has been uh, Danger and Sarge's is for. All right, everybody. Uh, Baby G, Mr. G, Danger, signing off. Night, Later. Everybody.